Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. In this episode, we will discuss the new redlining, autumn leaving and fall, and preferences. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultation from Prosperity ULLC. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. But before we go in, let's take a moment to invest in the brand. Join Kev Prosper as he beats up the bad guys, slays the dragon, and saves the princess. Prosperity Gaming is the new channel of Prosperity ULLC. Watch, follow, subscribe to Prosperity Gaming with Kev Prosper. Welcome to our temperature check segment where we discuss current events. Black couple sues after they say home valuation rises nearly $300,000 when shown by white colleague. A Maryland couple sued a local real estate appraiser and an online mortgage loan provider uh, alleging that the housing appraisal they received was unfairly low due to their race in violation of the Fair Housing Act if after a second appraisal returned a result nearly $300,000 higher. Wow. Uh, Nathan Connolly and Shanai Mott filed suit against 2020 Valuations LLC, its owner Shane Lanham, and LoanDepot.com on Monday, alleging the defendants, 2020 Valuations LLC, and its owner discriminated against plaintiff quote uh, discriminated discriminated against plaintiffs by dramatically undervaluing their home in an appraisal because of plaintiffs' race and their home's location adjacent to a black census block. Notwithstanding that it also located within homeland, uh, an affluent, mostly white neighborhood, and LoanDepot.com discriminated against them by relying on that appraisal in denying uh, their refinance loan. Um, and that's, that's, that sucks because the, the website they're just you know just going off of what you give them you know what i'm saying and now they're hell liable and so i'm pretty sure going forward they're going to have a disclaimer or they're going to have personnel in place to to actually review and research and uh what's the word not quality control but um and i have a degree in this that sucks um audit they they're gonna have people they're, they're gonna have internal auditors who make sure that, you know, everybody's straightening up and flying right to avoid this kind of liability. Um, Lanham's company, 2020 Valuations, performed the appraisal for Loan Depot and returned a valuation that was more than 75000 uh below the conservative estimate of valuation, which Loan Depot had given the couple, according to the lawsuit. Loan Depot denied the couple mortgage refinance because of the low valuation. Um, plaintiffs were shocked at the appraisal and recognized the low valuation was because of racial discrimination. Uh, they told this to their Loan Depot loan officer and challenged the appraisal in a detailed letter, the suit reads. Um, Connolly and Mott later reapplied with another lender and whitewashed, quote unquote, whitewashed their home, according to the lawsuit. 
This included removing photos of their black family from the home and having a white colleague pre present the property to the appraiser. The suit claims this valuation came back came back at $750,000 more, $750,000, more than a quarter of a million dollars higher than 2020 valuations appraisal at $472,000. According to the lawsuit, Lanham allegedly used an appraisal method where he compared the couple's home to properties in a majority of blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So uh, defendant Lanham's decision to geographically limit the area from which he selected comparable sales reflected his belief that because of their race, Dr. Connolly and Dr. Mott did not belong in Homeland, an attractive, predominantly white neighborhood, and that a home with black owner, black homeowners located adjacent to a predominantly black area is worth less than if it if it were in the wider uh, wider areas that he deemed the heart of quote the heart of homeland um the lawsuit alleges so this is so what they did what the couple did was similar to like when i when i when i fill out job applications and then they ask me my race i say white <laughs> i just do it just just to see if they'll call me <laughs> i say white each and every time like lying on resumes is a thing uh, um in, in in the in the uh, human resources industry, lying on re lying on resumes is a thing. Um, and yeah, if you, <laughs> I, don't, I hate to sound I hate to sound away, but I you know I'm I have no shame because they have no shame. They have no shame in you know employers have no shame in turning you down for a job that you're educated on, but they won't hire you because you have no experience. But how the fudge crack are you supposed to get experience if they don't hire you? So, so yeah, lie on your resumes, everyone, please. If you're listening to this, please lie on your resumes because these people are full of crap. All right. They, and they deserve it. <laughs> um, that that's me being spiteful and hateful and bitter. And I don't care. I'll say it. I don't care. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's this kind of stuff. It's this kind of stuff that makes, you know, that makes it, this unfair game makes it fair game. You get me? Um, racism is the cloak of classism. Um, you know, uh, you know, everyone knows about the history of redlining in the real estate industry. Um, if you don't know, redlining is a practice where, uh, realtors would deny, actually even would deny as much as selling the homes to, to people who they don't want in a particular neighborhood. They want to control the demographic of a particular neighborhood. And then they'll sell, they'll only sell you homes in certain neighborhoods and say, this is what you're good enough for. You know what I'm saying? We want you here. So you stay over there. You know what I mean? And this kind of practice, this kind of uh, shady, shady, shady practice brought about the fair housing act. Um, the fair, let me, let me do my Googles. Let me do my Googles. I want to, I want to be, uh, I want to do healthy, um, informative journalism, um, fair housing, fair housing act. Let's, let's get a broad overview. This is not on Wikipedia. Um, Housing discrimination in the United States. No, 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 no. 
come on, come on. Google, like, be smart. Uh, what is the Fair Housing Act of 1968? Okay. So, the Fair Housing Act of 1968, um, and it, it is illegal to discriminate in the sale of rental, sale or rental of housing, including against individuals seeking a mortgage or housing assistance or in other housing-related activities. The Fair Housing Act prohibits this discrimination because of race, color, national origin, religion, sex, uh, including gender identity and uh, sexual orientation, familial status, and disability. So basically, uh, the gist of it says, if you can afford it, they they're they're supposed to sell it to you. They can't they can't deny you. Uh, uh, um, if a home is on is is for sale, then they're so and you can afford it and you meet all the qualifications, you're supposed to buy it. <laughs> that's that's period. That's that's actual law. You could lose your job or your license or both for discriminating. Um, against someone like that You know what I'm saying um, And real estate is no joke Because it's a highly lucrative industry And so they don't play They don't they, they, There's a lot of There's a lot of regulation And litigation around real estate You know what I'm saying um, So they don't play no games uh, A variety of other federal civil rights laws Including title Title 6 of the Civil Rights Act Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act And the Americans with Disabilities Act prohibit discrimination in housing and community development programs and activities, particularly those that are assisted with HUD funding. All right, that's that's a little left, not left, but a little extra. So you get the gist of it. If you can afford it and you qualify for it, then you're supposed to, they're supposed to sell it to you. And in, in this situation with this couple, um. I, I guess it breaks the fair housing laws, whereas uh, you, it's a, you make a misquote. You you make a misquote, and then and then I'm pretty sure this happens all the time. But for something so like that big of a margin, it's it it kind of draws red flags and and it sets the alarm for for um for people to take notice. You know what I mean? Like like wow, you really tried it, bro. <laughs> you really tried it. <laughs> um. And so, 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 yeah, you know, this, this is, this is biting people, and this, this is gonna bite, bite, um, Mr. Lanham in the butt, and this is national press, you know what I'm saying? So, like, who's gonna work with him now? You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure, yeah, other, other, you know, well-to-do white folks are gonna pre continue working with him. They don't care. Like, he's not gonna, they, they, you know, I, I'm privileged, right? So, so, yeah, he's not gonna do me like that. But a person, you know, you know. Like shadiness knows no color, shadiness knows no face. You know what I'm saying? People are who they are. Look, no matter no matter whether they feel like they're akin, skin folk ain't kin folk, right? And so, so yeah, like a, a smart white person would say, nah, you, if you if that's how you moving, when in regards to money, like you 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 putting you putting racial preference over money, nah, nah, that's 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 not that's not a, a savory practice. You know what I'm saying? But racism, you know, classism is cloaked in racism because um, they feel as though a particular demographic is more likely to have a particular amount of money. You know what I'm saying? And so we want to keep that. We want to keep, keep, you know, uh, we don't we're not going to mix the oil with the water. That's how they feel, you know. 
but uh fair housing act is supposed to be fair and, and you know there's a there's a difference in the de- definition between fairness and equity um but uh, um when it comes to when it comes to capitalism um th- there is a, there has to be an element of fairness you know there has to be an element of fairness because ec- when you when you start dealing in equity fairness is okay if i have $5 and 5 friends each friend gets a dollar, right? Equity is if I have $5 and five friends, but one friend is more broke than the other, um, the rich friends are going to get 50 cents and then the, the broke friends are going to get a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that, you know? So, so that's equity. Um, when you start playing with equity, when you start talking about equity, that leads to gray area. Uh, uh, that leads, that puts you in a gray area and kind of opens the door to shady practice. So you have to, it has to be fair and concise. You know what I'm saying? There's a place for fairness and then there's a place for equity. And in real estate, there has to be a place for fairness. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars here and there's nothing to play with, you know? So, so, um, I hope this couple gets all their money. Um, and they get all the houses. <laughs> I hope, I hope they buy three houses in that neighborhood that they're trying to keep them out of homeland, wherever that is. Um, let me see. According to Conley and Mott, the professors, professors at John Hopkins University who apply um, to refinance a mortgage home, mortgage on their four bedroom home in Homeland, Maryland, a predominantly white Baltimore neighborhood. Homeland, Maryland. That's in Baltimore. I didn't. Um, let me see. Let me let me Google map that. Let's Google map that and see where that is, because I used to live in Baltimore. I'm kind of familiar, kind of familiar. I never heard of that town. Homeland. Baltimore. Oh, that's an actual town. Okay, let's see where where is it in respect to Baltimore County. Ooh, that's on the north side of the harbor. Wow. Okay, so like, <clears throat> so I see what they're talking about here. So the the, the town is located. See that everything revolves around the Baltimore Harbor. If you actually look at the map, um, the town is located north. Um, let me hold on. Let me. Let me, uh, yeah, the town is located north of the Baltimore Harbor and the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore city and county boundaries are shaped like a donut and it's right. And it all wraps around. It all surrounds the Harbor. So you have Baltimore city on the inside of the donut, um, which, which is predominantly black. And then you have Baltimore County, uh, which is on the outside of the donut. Um, and so further north further north like further towards pennsylvania that's where there's more that's where the more prominent um well-to-do homes are you know what i'm saying and so like that town is like smack dab in the middle (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like right there and it's like at the edge of the county you know what i'm saying so i i could see but it's like kind of next door to Morgan State University. It's kind of like down the way from Morgan State University. And they teach at John Hopkins. John Hopkins. Um, where's John Hopkins University? John, John Hopkins University. Yeah. John Hopkins is kind of like further the way down uh, for, towards the city where they where they commute. So 
so I could see I could see how this happens. I could see how and why this happens. And um but it's not right. It's not right and you know this kind of shady practice and the cheaters never prosper in the long run, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I hope they get all their money. 988 <clears throat> launches as new mental health crisis hotline um this minority mental health month. For years behavior Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Your health professionals have been required to maintain 24-7 availability for mental health emergency calls. However, a key problem has remained. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline has had the same 10-digit number since 2005 and has been failing many people in crisis. On-call clinics are typically inundated with patients and therefore unable to answer urgent calls, which means those in need are forwarded <clears throat> to the next nearest call center or even a national backup center. Over 129 million people in the United States don't have access to areas with enough mental health professionals to cover their needs or even answer their calls when they need it most. In 2020, especially, there was a marked increase in depression and anxiety disorders nationwide, largely attributed to the COVID-19 pandemic and the global movement for Black lives. Despite an increase in urgent calls during the global health crisis, the hotline continued to be unfunded, underfunded, and understaffed. In an effort in an effort to finally address the severity of unanswered calls, blah, 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 blah. Founded in 2008, uh, B.B. Moore Campbell National, the B.B. Moore Campbell National Minority Health Awareness Month was named uh, for B.B. Campbell, a black American author, journalist, teacher, and mental health activist within the context of her own family's mental health struggles. Um... Campbell advocated for the black and brown mental health needs to be heard and valued. According to the uh, Depu Department of Public Health, black youth are developing higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide as compared to the white to their white and Asian peers. The study's data <clears throat> reveal that 12 of every 10,000 black 18 to 24 year olds died by suicide in 2020. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, with with that said, many hopeful many are hopeful that the new 988 crisis number will act as a switchboard to help those in need quickly and easily access free counseling and psychological support. Never, nevertheless, despite uh, federal funding for hiring additional staff, including 105 million from the America Rescue Plan towards the 200, 282 million allocated for the new line, there are still uh, fears healthcare workers aren't ready for the increased volume of callers. If you or someone you know may be experiencing a mental health emergency or considering suicide, contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Um, en Español, 1-888-628-9454. Uh, deaf and oh, oh, okay. How are they gonna call a hotline if they're deaf? I don't get it. Um, or the crisis text line by texting seven four one seven four one. Okay, you could text. You could text your your problems. That's what's up. 
I wanted to um I wanted to report on this because you know um, I talked about I talk a lot about how you know I talk a lot about mental health in the black community. I talk about how we're the descendants of slaves and we come from a 400 year generational institution and we can't sit there and act like we don't have issues or maybe maybe if we don't have issues personally or we some a lot of times we have issues that we don't even know we have we think it's normal we don't even think it exists not even that it's normal we just don't even know if it exists we go through we walk through our everyday lives and we say the things we say and do the things we do and yeah we think it's normal until we we bump into people who disagree with us or people whose lives disagree with us who they live their life on an entirely different vibration and it's a culture shock to us you know what i'm saying and we like why do these people do these things why like they don't do it like we do it you know what i'm saying they put raisins in their potatoes <laughs> i'm playing but um you know when we when we when our normal bumps into other people's normal then we realize we have a problem or we try to deny that we have a problem you know what i mean and i always suggested that you know mental health professionals or psychology professionals should should make a way for poor people to have access to counseling and therapy you know what i'm saying in some sort of financially subsidized way you know what I'm saying? There should be something that something proactively done to reach out to poor people, to poor black people. You know what I'm saying? Because they have the most mental issues. Let's let's be real. You know, um, like I say, us being the descendants of slaves, a lot of us come from a poverty mentality. A lot of us are coming out of and shedding off and shaking off a poverty mentality. But however, there are still many of us black people still wallowing in that poverty mentality and don't and then then see nothing wrong with it they're very aware and conscious of the world around them and how other people live and they think no this is for me this is how this is for me in my household this is how we will conduct ourselves and we're going to we're going to be blissfully ignorant about it you know what i mean and to just have somebody to talk to who is a trained professional who can open your eyes to a different way of thinking will open your eyes to a different way of living and poor black people need to see the benefit in that you know what i'm saying it's so culturally acceptable to deny needing help you know to deny accepting that you're crazy you know what i'm saying the word crazy is a curse word in this day and age you know what i'm saying but some of us are clinically crazy some of us do need help you know, some of us black people do need help and there needs to be more and more access. So I wanted to I wanted to put this out there and do my part in um, in, in our community. So, yes, please uh, write this and write these numbers down. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 1-800-273-8255 and um, in Espanol 1-888-628. Nine four five four, and the the text hotline is seven four one seven four one. After July sixteenth, uh, calls to the nine eight eight hotline will be routed to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline as well. So there you have it. Go get help, man. We need it. Alarica Johnson 
says goodbye to P-Valley after two seasons. And I say that in my ratchet voice because a la Rucka sounds real ratchet. <laughs> but actually, apparently that actor is British. That's the wild part about it. She's, she's probably, she's one of them mixed black, half black British. Um, but she's a good actress. I, I dig it. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard to find a, a British actor that's a bad actress. You know, I can tell that she's struggling with that Mississippi accent a lot, you know, but but she she pulls it off decent. She pulls it off very decent for for a minute. I thought she was Puerto Rican <laughs> when she sounds when she speaks in that southern accent. It just sounds a little Puerto Rican. She sounds like she's from Miami. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I'm perplexed by her departure from the show, though, because. Now, before I read, before I begin reading, I'm I'm a little perplexed because she she was integral to the thread of the story. Um, the story the 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 show starts out with her with her arc, you know what I'm saying, and and her her changing her identity, um, fleeing um uh, fleeing an, an abuse or a murder or something like that. I forget how it started. I, I like season one was a blur. <laughs> season two hit me so hard that season one was just a blur. But yeah, you know, like all all, all what she was doing, all that she was going through in season one, um, that carried her over to season two. And then it and then like it seemed like it started to, it began to seem like as though they didn't know what to do with her character in season two. They didn't know how to Carry, I guess she was on contract for so many episodes, I guess, and she had so many lines. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, you know how these Hollywood things work. And so she was kind of wasting. She was a, she was a, a marquee character, but she was kind of wasting space on on uh, as far as the story is concerned, because it's the same. It's the same plot. Oh, I want to sell the pink. I want to sell the pink. I want to sell the pink. You know what I'm saying? So now that she she departs. It's it's crazy because she's departing now, and then another character is 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 uh, is being affected by her story. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, like how are you gonna, you know, bring that tie that in and bring that back around and make it make sense for the story? I really want to see what the writers do with this because because yeah, it, it's 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 tough. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're probably gonna Aunt Viv her. <laughs> and then just replace her, replace her with a different actress. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I. I, I want to see how this pans out. Her exit was one of the many developments in the jam-packed episode. Um, after she was caught kissing Andre Watkins uh, by his wife, uh, Autumn discovered that Uncle Clifford um, put a plan in place to save the pink that left her from getting the windfall she expected from the casino opening up in town. Livid, Autumn had one last fight with Clifford before she was thrown out of the family and the club. The only money she was left with was the money she put up to save the pink, but that was not enough given the millions she would have gotten from, from the casino deal. Um, to remedy that, Autumn stole from the pink's account and put Chuckalisa in her rear view. As for where she ended up, that's anyone's guess, which is expected when you consider one of her rules is to never tell anyone where you plan to go. 
she did have a rule. She said, um, yeah, don't don't tell anybody your moves. Never give them your real name. Like stripper law. <laughs> um, there's one more thing. She's pregnant. Uh, whether she's having two babies as whisper foretold is unclear, but she did leave without telling Andre about the pregnancy. And that's another thing. That's another thing. Um, quote, it was my choice. It's something I discussed with uh, Katori Hall. Looking at looking at the scripts this season and the journeys of the characters and where the pink was going, Autumn's journey felt like it was coming to an end, Johnson told um, told Entertainment Weekly. She, quote, she has done what she needed to do and it was time for her to move on. Yeah, like I said, yeah, she was kind of she was kind of wasting space in season two, uh, but it was she still managed to keep it interesting. You know what I mean? Um, but like there's so much her character needs to de- needs to close out with because she's pregnant and she has people hunting her. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's like, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in season three? Um, when breaking the news on social media, the British actress wrote the following caption. All caps, what, quote, all caps, what a ride. Proud to have stepped foot into the world of P, of at P Valley Stars. It's It's been an insane three-year journey uh, in the shoes of Autumn Night. Thank you, Katori Hall, um, at Katori Hall and at Stars. I always, excuse me, take a little bit of my characters away with me and autumn has left quite a mark it was my biggest pleasure working with the class blah blah blah. thank you thank you thank yous cool we get it um johnson told ew entertainment weekly that she feels autumn left a quote-unquote huge mark on chuckalisa um despite the circumstance of autumn's exit she grateful she she's very grateful for the experience because it's made her stronger and this was also going to be her journey uh, quote, she added, I think she got more than she bargained for in a good way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's, I guess she's not. T- she's keeping it close to the chest. Uh, but she probably has a big role lined up. She probably has, you know what I'm saying? Ac- actors don't necessarily leave gigs like that. They don't. They, they, they always strike while the nail is hot. You know what I'm saying? And so, so yeah, either, either, either she didn't get along with someone on the, uh, in the cast or crew, or she has something bigger lined up. You know what I'm saying? Actors, actors have to take what they can get. You know what I mean? And so this, this, this doesn't seem very, you know, this doesn't kind of, this doesn't really kind of make sense for, for her to just up and leave like that just was with nothing to fall back on. So, but like I said, Season three better make sense. Season three, they better they better do the damn thing because season two was a whoo, wipe your brow, wipe the sweat off your brow. You know what I'm saying? So they better do it and they better do it well. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. That's right, it's time for the internet to internet. Get your popcorn ready, sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you'd like to watch the internet internet, click the link in the description. Visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation.
Do that freaky shit and wanna be. Shitty with that butter shit that that bone feed. Did you zippy, did you double do that that song sing? Freaky shit with some butter shit that that bone sing. If you cheeky chatter chatter, get her own cheese. If you chicken with that head, I'll get something that won't be with the official with that with that whole sleeve. Let me see these other that with that long. I got racks, racks, racks at ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. I got racks, racks, racks at ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. You a badass bitch, a badass bitch. If I don't get swallowed in that fat ass bitch, I got racks, racks, racks to the ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. I got racks, racks, racks to the ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. Welcome to our main course segment where we discuss life and love. Um, so at this point, you're probably thinking I'm married to her, which I am. Um, she knows she she does she. I'm pretty sure she doesn't know who I am, but it's okay. I'm married to her still in my mind. Um, we're madly in love, and you know we're going to you know uh, consummate things and make this thing work. You know, but six six the goddess gave me. Uh, um, more fodder to talk about <laughs> once again. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, if you if you haven't picked up on it, this is currently my favorite YouTuber. As I'm recording this, you know what I'm saying. Since the passing of Kevin Samuels, she's given me so much uh, meat to talk about. You know, um, so, such such healthy deep to- deep topics. I like how she she has a. A deep, pers- a deeper perspective. She, the fact that she's a woman, and a and a gorgeous, beautiful woman with a deep perspective on women's issues. You know what I'm saying? And she kind of gives me an angle. She she kind of gives me an angle to women's issues that I never really, that me as a man, I probably would never pick up on. You know what I mean? And I like that she, you know, and I, you know, me tip. If you've been following my show. You know, I, I pretty much pick up on a lot of things that women do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to toot my horn, but I, I know I know the, I, the truth is the truth. I know when I'm right. You know what I'm saying? But she just goes even deeper with it. And I love it. Like, she, she catches things and sees things that I never see. And she read... The, she she kind of saw through this woman in a way that I, I couldn't... I couldn't, couldn't have caught it myself. But I so agree with a lot of what she said. Um, so so yeah, this is this is a woman, just like most women, who blames men for all her problems. <laughs> uh, apparently, this woman has a it has a problem with pick. On the surface, she claims that she has a problem with attracting black men. You know what I'm saying? Um, she'll reword it and reframe it to so that it can to to protect her her self-esteem and protect her ego and say that black men don't want her when the truth is she can't pull black men and 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 a lot of black women wear man repellent it's not that they can't pull black men they can't pull men period (laughs) <laughs> like, cause they'll go to they'll they'll probably make themselves available. They're not gonna be thirsty, right? They're they're, go, they're gonna p- present themselves to white men, and the white men are probably gonna go overlook them too. And so you have these echo cha- you'll 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 go in certain places across the internet, and you have these echo chambers and clubhouse where black women get to get together and spew their bitterness. You know what I'm saying? About nobody wanting them. They they try, but they blame the black men for it and say black men ain't shit. And, and with 
they say black men ain't shit and they're gonna go get white men but the white men don't want them and the black men don't want them so obviously they're the common denominator and and that kind of rules out the the uh the factor of skin color because the black men don't want you the white men don't want you so like what is it it has to be it has to be deeper than just skin color right and i think this is what six the goddess got at um and so so yeah she she you know and like i've said in the past like i've said in previously previous episodes you know black women are stereotypically notorious for avoiding accountability and this is this is an instance of this you know what i'm saying um she's blaming the men um she's trying to convince them to like her she's trying to convince them to like her a flower doesn't have to tell you that it's beautiful you know what i'm saying a flower simply just sits there and you worship it you adore it you know what i'm saying you cultivate it on all those things you know what i'm saying um and I guess, you know, and you have to give some leeway to the society that we live in, to the Eurocentric society that we live in, where, you know, straight, straight long hair and lighter skin is, 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 is marketed to us. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a psychological warfare on black women, the same way there's a psychological warfare on black men to, with homosexuality. They try to push homosexuality on black men urging black men to wear dresses you know what i'm saying and things like that that's a side conversation um but there is also a psychological warfare on black women you know what i'm saying and and, and the, our society tries to tries to psychologically subconsciously brainwash our black women to tell them that the way god made them is ugly you know what i mean and then they and then that they also do it to black boys you know um but at, at the end of the day, like she said in her um, on her show, you know what I'm saying? Black men want black women all day long. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Me, me. I'm one of them. Yes. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of venting. I wish, I genuinely wish that dark-skinned black women liked me as much as I like them. For the longest, I've always known this. I love, love, love dark-skinned black women. Mm-hmm. Mm, they taste so good. Anyway, um, I love them. I love them, and they hate me. They hate me. I I don't consider myself to be light skinned Um, but people tell me I'm light skinned all the time, and that blows my mind because my dad's light skinned Like he's he yellow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know what light skin looks like. So I'm just like I look at me and I look at him. I look at my dad. I'm just like I'm light skinned What the fuck? <laughs> I'm caramel. Don't play with me. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I love dark skin. My mama dark skin. You know what I'm saying? I say that all the time. You know? But but they run from me. Um, in, in my perception, in my observation, in my uh, interpretation of it, I've, I feel as though... I feel as though they don't like me because I represent the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Um, you live in a, you live in a world where the greater society tells you that the way God made you is ugly, you know, um, broad nose and broad lips and kinky hair and dark skin is ugly. That's what that's what the, the, the mainstream society tells you when you when you turn on your television, when you open up your laptop uh, and then, you know, you go in the schoolyard and then the boys are making fun of you, you know, um, and then you you grow older 
Um, and you become a teenager, and then the boys are picking the lighter-skinned girls to go to the prom with. You know, and so you start to look at yourself like, damn. You know, you go through a lifetime of this, and you start to look at yourself like, damn, this is the world I live in. You know what I'm saying? So who loves me? This is this is. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what these women struggle with. Who loves me? And and so, and you can see in the in the little clip. You know what I'm saying? This woman went hard with the makeup. She went hard with the wig. She went hard with the outfit just to just to just to sell a point. That was just that was just the the dressing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to sell a point. Like say, "Hey, look, I got all this. If you don't love me, the white guy will." You know what I'm saying? But it's deeper than that. You see what I'm saying? These women are hurt and they carry a lot of baggage. And so now you bring this you bring this to another community with another man. He's still a man. He's, he, whether he's white, black, purple, polka dot, he's a man. So if you have certain characteristics and traits and you bring that over there, a man, period, is going to be like, yo, yo, you, you know my nerves, yo. <laughs> oh, my God, you doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Because in a... In, in, a lot of a lot of it is because you know these women are, are uh, you know, fighting for validation. You know, they're clamoring for validation of, of of men. They may not have gotten it from their fathers. They may not have gotten it from the men in their community or the boys in their community when they were when they were young. And then, not, not, nor did they get it from the men in their community when they're young. This is a human reaction. This is a completely, completely human reaction. And so when they go out of their way to talk you down under the table and convince you to like them, all they're doing is clamoring for your, for the validation that they never got from the boys, from the men, from their fathers, and so on and so forth, you know? Um, let's talk about preference now. We talked about colorism. Now I want to talk about preference. She said something very, very poignant. She said something very, very poignant. Um, women think that, you know, and this is what this is what people wanted to what this is what black women wanted to crucify Kevin Samuels for. Because he would always like from a from a male perspective, he would put them, he would rate them on a scale by according to their looks, because men are visual. That's the first thing men see. You know what I'm saying? And then he would start asking about you know your past relationship with if you got kids what's your past relationship like with your baby daddy well why 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 aren't you married to him you had kids with him why you ain't marry him you know what i'm saying <laughs> all of that right why are you still not with him you know what i'm saying um and so 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 yeah this is what people crucify kevin samuels for uh um but he kind of brought these women down to earth and kind of alleviated the fairy tale and the delusion that they had about their quote unquote sexual market value. You know what I'm saying? And when you think about it, sexual there is a sexual market. There is a market for who who you qualify for, who you rate. You know what I'm saying? In in the dating market. There is a dating market whether you like it or not. It is it is very very much quantifiable and we live in a day of dating apps you know what i'm saying and them shits have proven a lot <laughs> there's statistical readings that that 
you know, that they, they draw from that are very realistic. You know what I'm saying? Um, as much as people want to deny it. Like, and I think it's the older generation, the, the, the 35 and up generation that wants to deny it because we, like, for the last, however, for the last 30-something years of their life, they've been living in a world without uh, the internet and social media. And so their re- their reality, they for so long, they've been so comfortable living in a reality that they made for themselves. You know what I'm saying? And this is how you had that whole strong, independent black woman era, because you you back then you could you could uh, you could think yourself, you could fancy yourself whoever you wanted to be, and if people may or may not have accepted it. You know what I'm saying? But but you could live in your own reality and no one would contest it. You know what I'm saying? Now we have the internet and social media. People are more exposed and educated. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the knowledge and the consciousness is more widespread now. So the person who's calling you out on your bullshit isn't so crazy anymore. You know what I mean? And that, I love it. I love it. Anyway, um, so what she pointed out was that Women think that they choose men, but the hunted does not choose the hunter. You know what I'm saying? Men are. Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Designed to hunt. Women are designed to, uh, to, to be preyed upon. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's nature. That's, that's, that's nature. Like, don't, you can't fight nature. You know what I'm saying? Just like these men dressing up like women and telling people to call them women. Like, the, you're fighting nature, bro. Like, chill out. Um, yeah, and so you don't, the, the hunted does not choose the hunter. And if a man, uh, you want a man's validation. You want a man to pursue you. So you can't, so logically, you can't say that you're choosing him. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, yes, I guess, you know, you could say you could say you're choosing when you know, depending on you, you can choose not to open your legs up for for a man, for for one man, for 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 this man and not the other. You can do that. That's that's the that's the most choosing you can do. But the man has to want you first. The man has to want you first. I'm gonna say it one more time. The man has to want you first. You see what I'm saying? This is nature. This is the way God designed it. I, I didn't. I don't make the rules here. All right. You can take it up with my manager, <laughs> Karen. All right. Um, so, so the men who approach and so this is the point she made. I, I, I say all of that to say this is the point she made. If you didn't watch the video, if you didn't watch her, um, if you ha- if you've never seen her her footage. The men who approach you are the only men that you can get. Mmm. That's that's harsh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't do it. Don't do it. I did it. I, girl, I did it. <laughs> the men who you approach you are the men that you can get. Period. So now you gotta look around at your life and say, damn, what men approach me? You know what I'm saying? And and not and, and every man is gonna approach you. Every woman, first of all, every woman looks good bent over. So if a man is approaching you for sex, don't let that go to your head, please. It, it, 
she says it in her in her show, and she like like. I, I'm glad that a woman real like like there are red, quote unquote red pill women who understand this. A man approaching you for sex does not mean that he'll he'll give you the sun and the moon and the stars. He'll, no, he's he's, he's going to give you dick. That's it. Stop playing. Stop, don't don't kid yourself. But I'm talking about the men who like seriously approach you and seriously want to court you and um and make an honest woman out of you. So if a man who were like, and I've seen this, I've seen this. I was uh, coming from an event and, you know, me and a young lady, we was just stopping by a fast food joint. We stopped by Popeye's, matter of fact, my favorite. Well, I got to fall back off of this, too greasy. But yeah, we stopped to grab a bite. And um, yeah, and the guy at the Popeye's, you know what I'm saying? The manager at the Popeye's, he was feeling them. You know what I mean? And, you know, as he was, you know, uh, taking out the trash, you know what I'm saying? He tried to spit his little game or whatever. And I think he said it out loud. He was like, is it because I work? Like, he was spitting his game, and she was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> and then he was like, what, is it because I work here? <laughs> and I don't I don't even remember what she responded to, what, what she responded after he said that. All I remember him saying, is it because I work here? Like that was that was it that was it and I just blacked out from there and I just started eating my food trying to mind my business, <laughs> but it was just it was so stark, and then on you know we got on the subway home this is when back when I used to live in New York, we got we was on our way home on the subway and she was gonna get off on her stop I was gonna get I was gonna go further down, um, and she was like, no 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 this is before we got on the subway we she got back to her seat. And I was like, yo, why you ain't, why you ain't follow through? You know what I'm saying? He, he's a decent looking brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. And she was like, if I were your sister or your cousin, and you know what I'm saying, and a man approached you, uh, and, and a man like that approached you in a setting as such, you know what I mean? And I was just like, damn, she's right. <laughs> damn. <laughs> You know, I mean, maybe under a different circumstance, she probably would have gave him his number. If he looked different, if he was in a different setting, you know what I'm saying? She probably would have gave him his number. Um, I I saw a meme. I remember I posted on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Why do why do women give it up quicker to broke dudes, right? And, um, and all the women were like, because broke dudes try harder. And then uh, one girl, she posted a meme. She said, uh, you know, and the, basically in long long short the meme was talking about how uh, that grocery stock stock shelf boy is where your orgasm lies ladies because <laughs> all he does is go home and beat his dick thinking about how, how bad he wants to fuck you while the, the multi-millionaire <laughs> has is, is sex is the last thing on his mind because he's so preoccupied with his money <laughs> And I was like, golly, I love my timeline. Um, but uh, yeah, so the women, the men who approach you and the men who really genuinely try to court you are the men who are in your market. You know what I'm saying? You have to be realistic about that. And, and so, so yeah, c convincing them, convincing a, a particular demographic of men to like you is futile. It's futile and it's, it's, uh, it's wasteful. Um, however, here's the, here's the conundrum. 
women only pay attention to the men that they like. So, you know, so so in that in that moment where you know this, the story I told, you know, she turned down the 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 um, the Popeyes manager, you know what I'm saying? She turned him down, and but she's probably she'd probably turn around and say, you know, men don't like me, I'm not that attractive, you know what I'm saying? And and probably the fact that a Popeyes manager hollered at her probably makes her feel more unattractive because now she's saying dang this is the men this is the man that I qualify for this is this is who, who I rate you know what i'm saying um men women only pay attention to the men to the men that they want so if a 100 guys try to holler at her and she only likes 10 of them she'll probably think dang only 10 10 guys like me that sucks <laughs> They only pay attention to the men they like. However, and here's another conundrum. This is what she, what she brought up. Um, in this, especially in this day and age, in this social media day and age, where uh, we're we're addicted to to uh, the to the dopamine likes, to the like button dopamine. Uh, in this day and age, women think that all men should want them. So if if black do, if they want and, and I'm a I'm a I'm a close pretty soon. Women think that all men should want them. So if black men don't want if they if black men don't want them then they think oh something wrong with the black men. So this is this is the logic that goes on in the woman's brain. Black men don't want me. Oh so then something's wrong with the black men. It ain't me. <laughs> um but here, here's what what was so poignant, and she said this in the beginning of her show. This was this is the crazy part. This was so what was so poignant. She said that um, the fact that you're upset, like the fact you, you're 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 announcing, you have to announce that you no longer are going to deal with black men, and that you're going to go to a, a different demographic and a different community. But the fact that you're going out of your way to announce it, that's a hurt dog hollering. The fact that you're going out, you're out of your way to announce it means that you want black men all day long. You want, when you get in your echo chambers and you talk about, how, and you put so much energy into talking about how ain't shit black men are on the internet and on, club, on Clubhouse and YouTube and all these other platforms behind, you know what I'm saying? Instagram and so on and so forth. When you put all this energy into hating black men, it's because you love them. You know what I'm saying? It means you you want black men to love. This is this is your cry for validation from black men. You know what I mean? Um, however, it 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 has it really has. I think I do believe your appearance and skin, the what God has given you, your dark skin and your kinky hair probably has maybe 10 to 20 percent to do with it because yes there are black men who are brainwashed and who think that you know afrocentric features are ugly i give that i'll give you that but on this on these on the surface of it all it has nothing to do with your looks you know what i'm saying it has something to do with your perception and your personality you're probably annoying. You're probably crazy. You're probably emotionally withdrawn. You're probably emotionally awkward. 
or you're emotionally hypersensitive. Um, you probably, you think you blame men for everything. Um, you blame everyone other than yourself. Um, you only pay attention to the men who like you rather than the good, decent man who's, you know what I'm saying? Who may just, you know, who, who may give you a decent life in the long run, who, who may provide healthy energy to your life in the long run. You overlook him. The men that you overlook, it's your perception. There are many other factors other than just black men not liking black women. And it's not black men's fault. It's yours. That concludes our show. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at Dollar Sign Prosperity ULLC. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultation from Prosperity ULLC. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Prosperity ULLC and continue to invest in the brand.